Todd, is that a fire call? No, Scott, it's not. That's a tone drop. Boom, we are back, baby. <laughs> back with the tone drops. Exactly. <laughs> so, what are we talking about in tone drop today? This week's tone drop, we're going to talk about the intense thunderstorms and flash flooding that sparked uh, thousands of rescue calls and rooftop rescues in southeastern Australia. All right. Bam. Yeah. So, it looks like there was um, yeah, some pretty severe rainstorms in... Um, uh, or was it uh, North South Wales? Uh, looking New, like New South Wales. Or sorry, New South Wales. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it doesn't exist. <laughs> North, North South, South Wales. <laughs> yeah, so there's 16 emergency orders uh, placed in New South Wales, urging people to, to evacuate and move to higher ground uh, during the rainfall. Uh, thunderstorms caused more than 1,000 millimeters of rain uh, to fall across parts of it uh, in less than 24 hours. Um yeah, so sounds like thousands of calls. Um, mm-hmm. well, yeah, the one video we saw was a dam. Was yeah, the, so that, I'm not going to try to say the dam's name. Yes. No. <laughs> Can't even find it now. Starts with a W. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's the uh, downstream of the Condo Bolin. Oh, no, there's another one. That? Anyways, it was a dam. Really fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we we haven't never had flooding like that here. No, we've hit, been hit by a few different things. Um, where Todd lives, obviously, we had the lake, um, mm-hmm. lake floods every once in a while. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's pretty good flooding a couple of years ago. Yeah, just yeah. Uh, just high water, like it's more of a slow, just a slow rise, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for that, like we weren't dealing with with currents from rivers and washouts and stuff. Yeah. It was just the high water. Yeah, yeah, it's still devastating to properties, but yeah. it's not the the instant flooding taken where it's pulling foundations out. Yeah. 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 I I think you were on our department when we had the big mudslide, right? We did, but I was out of town. I missed that whole mudslide. Yeah. I missed the first part of the mudslide because I was mowing my lawn and I I had my headphones on and I (laughs) I remember I turned my lawnmower off and was like, "Hmm, here's a pager. I remember hearing the chief at the time say, yeah, there's a house on its foundation. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so then I went down to the hall, and I remember coming down here, and there was like one truck left, and that would be our bush truck. So we jumped in, and me and a couple of guys, and we drove down, and uh, it was a yeah, it was a dam that burst. Um, yeah. So there's a like a little dam. There's a lake, a, yeah. uh, top of the mountain, mm-hmm. um, holds quite a bit of water, and uh, the high water uh, mm-hmm. rain falls everything else, and then it broke. Yeah, so it's not a like it's not like a good dam. It's not no. like a hydroelectric dam. It's like a farmer's dam. <laughs> yeah, just just a dirt, some rock, kind of natural side. And then yeah, as it went down this very tight draw where Tesla and the creek goes, uh, it collected all the debris and and whatnot, mm-hmm. and then pushed everything out into the farmland residential area and across the highway. Yeah, I think I might still have video footage of uh, one of the guys took, and it was like you could see the mud flowing over, and one of our guys is standing nearby. And, yeah, there's a house on its foundation. One, I think one house got pushed across the road. Um, and then I remember we went down below to the um, to the lower part where it hadn't hit yet. And uh, one of the other guys and I, we were walking to the an orchard trying to find where like where it was, how, how bad it was, because we, we couldn't see it where we were at all. We didn't know anything about what was going on. And uh, we crouched down in the orchard and we looked and <laughs> we could see his kind of this river of mud coming towards us. Like, <laughs> so we kind of hightailed it out of there, got into higher ground, and then started filling into this like bowl. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, we ended up cutting, uh, cutting a, getting a back one, and it actually cut a uh, channel for the mud and uh, water to go back into the river right. as it was headed towards a, a, a bridge. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and a lot of questions came out, like, should we have went with, because um, we were all in our turnout gear, right? Because you, know, you get, you know, like, you don't really know what to attend when, right? Because mm-hmm. um, you're like, well, what are we going for? Um, so I remember a lot of questions came out later, like, should we, should have been swift water gear? Um, but then what happens if there was a fire and then what happens if like you're doing rescue and like all this other stuff? Yeah. Like it's such a weird dynamic of those. And the big thing too, when people, when we talk about floods, um, you know, aside from like that, that one image of like the swift water stuff, like more specifically along like just uh, stagnant water now, yeah. especially through um, farmland and sheds, mm-hmm. like chemicals. the the chemicals that are in that and um, the sewage and raw sewage, like it, it's it's essentially disgusting. It's yeah. a, sure. Totally oh yeah, hazmat like, it's a hazmat right? situation. Yeah. yeah. So you got to think about uh, proper decon and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, in that active rescue state and that assessment state that you know you guys were kind of in. Yeah. You know, you're looking at some of those houses that are knocked off and and surrounded by mud. It's like, okay, well, start triaging. Yeah, what's more now? Yeah. So what's more yeah. now? Do we do we need to get into that house or do door knocks? Like, how are we going to access the yeah. grass? Well, I remember when we were discussing cutting that channel in, um, one of the guys from the Ministry of Environment, I don't know where he came from, he just showed up. And we said, this is what we're going to do. He's like, no, you can't do that because you're, you're going you're gonna to cut that channel and it's going to enter the water habitat again into this fish stream and we're like well no we're just going to like cut it in it's basically going to enter where there's already a channel built so if we, and then we said if we don't cut it right now it's going to take this bridge out he says well i don't want that water into the river we're like well it's going to get in the river eventually mm-hmm. like within the next few minutes it just we just have to dictate where it goes now like yeah. again it's already like yeah there's no stopping this uh, we we get it it's like basically hazmat material but we can't, there's nothing we can do to stop it from coming. It's mm-hmm. coming. So we got to just do our best to mitigate the rest of the damage. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, one of the local politicians who actually used to be a member here years ago, he's a, a lifetime member. He actually showed up and he had more clout than this other guy. <laughs> so he overrode. So that was, it was actually interesting why there was like a debate going on and he overrode the guy. He said, no, we're, we're going to do what those guys said. We're going to cut this channel and we're going to sort it out later. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I understand where he's, where you're getting from, but yeah. at that point in time, you know, yeah. environment is at the bottom of the list. It's life safety and stuff. Yeah. Still well, and there's no way to like we were like we were saying if if, if this thing cuts through where it is, like it's gonna just eat away and it's gonna take that bridge out. You're gonna have a much bigger environmental problem with that bridge gets knocked down. Mm-hmm. So um, they, we cut that channel and carry on. Mm-hmm. It was amazing watching how fast it cut the dirt away too. Like once it once we built the channel, it's like it went from like a a two foot little ditch that uh, they backhoe dug to like a 20 foot wide like yeah river <laughs> of water and mud mm-hmm. and just debris was flowing through mm-hmm. so we can imagine what that would have done to that bridge if it was because it was cutting right towards the bridge yeah yeah and you know back to like the rescue stuff too that that sparks a lot of, of how you're going to get in and and you know because you're constantly assessing structures now too, like yeah. well, how yeah. unstable is the structure, the foundations. Mm-hmm. So knowing your building construction and everything else is is, is pretty key. And then um, gathering other information, of course, as we always do at every fire scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we discussed kind of briefly afterwards, like how we would mark it or 
And if it would happen again, how we'd mark it, right? Yeah, marking it with either the X's or yeah, or right. a tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like the tape method that the Forester guys use for their tree. Hundred percent work. Yeah, because um, you know I know they have the the X they do for um, like yeah, and they have like the there's like certain, your, your yeah. unit number, the time, yeah, uh, occupants or zero yeah. or whatever. But that's like, really like it to me. That seems like a more of a a long term triaging. Yes, this is I more agree. like yeah. like dirt, quick and dirty. Like we we're talking about this the other day, actually. Yeah, when we come back on our fire call, um, when we're searching. If we had to search on big apartment buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about different methods of of, of checking, of um, clear, of making sure that a room is clear and, and indicating that it's clear. Sure. So we said, well, there's options. You can like one apartment building in, in town. It has you can pull a pillow out and then put pillows in the hallway out of each room. So then you know that that room is now empty. So mm-hmm. the occupant leaves, they drop a pillow. That's that's a pretty cool method, but everybody in the building has to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we were talking like, well, what 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 we do? It's like, well, on a quick and dirty search, I'm like, I carry, I have flagging tape in my pocket, and I'm like, I probably tie flagging tape around the the, 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 the door, door handle. handle as I yeah. went. I remember I used to carry marking chalk. Yeah, some but, people still carry some sort of a chalk's kind of hard to see. Um, where's that flagging tape? You just hang it off. I'm like no one else is gonna hang flagging tape off the door handle. <laughs> so Absolutely. it's a pretty obvious mm-hmm. sign. Yeah, yeah. And we went back and forth. Some care home styles too, they'll have a, a tab. Yeah, they have a tab. So right? they, yeah, yeah. there's like almost like a do not disturb tab. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's usually attached to the door frame and swings down. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, um, yeah, every situation is different. Like that one, you guys were dealing with that you know, kind of semi swift debris field yeah. that's mm-hmm. coming down and pushing. You know, like in that case, it's like wearing a PFD is not going to help you. No, yeah, and you're not. You're not going, going, in, you're not going well. in the flow until yeah. it's stagnant and safe, and then yeah. do your searches, sure. right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas for us, like with our with the the lake rising, the flooding that occurred, um, it was way more laid back. It was sandbagging supports, yeah. uh, pump supports. You know, we were yeah. going to a lot of the uh, the hotels on the strips because yeah. uh, there were power issues and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's kind of, I think that's what the debate was over, should we return out gear? Because we're going to this place where there's now there's debris, like there's rocks, nails, mm-hmm. um, all this like stuff that's going to, so if you, if you went into swift water gear, well now you're not, it's not as protected, the yeah. barrier's not there. And even if you fell in, you're going to get like, it's a mudslide, it's not a, it's no, not, it's it's not clean, clean, clean water. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, ours was pretty laid back. It was a lot of uh, rescue assessment stuff with the town, like over a long progressive, just kind of patrolling, so. Yeah, nothing like they're dealing with out in Australia. Yeah, no, it, I'm sure that's going to be a, a multi-day event. Um, uh, you know, again, the rescue efforts uh, where there was so many, so so quick. Uh, seeing the videos of uh, you know people getting uh, rescued with helicopter uh, boats, yeah. um, huge huge rescue efforts there. Um, yeah, so interesting to see how that's going to. Sh- shape up over the next coming days we'll hear from marshall bass on this yeah because mm-hmm. so we had a look it's in his his neck of the woods if you will but not um yeah. but not directly adjacent or whatever but saying. yeah it'd be, be interesting to get uh some inside information there so marshall uh as as you do uh reach out and let us know how, how things are going mm-hmm. yeah yeah our thoughts are with uh all the affected individuals and the emergency all the rescuers yeah absolutely Tone is dropped. There yeah. we go. Boom. <laughs> is that what we're going to say? I, I think that's it. Consider the tone dropped. <laughs> that's All it. Right. All right. Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay DTFF. Boop.